when we think about generosity, it's easy to get tied up just thinking about money. Um, I've got a three T's I want you to consider. Your time, your talents, and your treasure. So these are the three things that we have that we can be generous with. Generosity um, of giving is the um, theme for this week for Wintering Well. Um, Obviously, it's an all-age family service. Uh, To date, we've been working through a number of topics that help us to shift focus off of ourselves and to enrich our relationship with God. Uh, So today we're talking about generosity, and shortly we'll talk a little bit about what is fruit and what is seed. So seed is something that we are to sow, and fruit is something we are to enjoy. So the kids are enjoying their morning tea. We're hoping the rest of the church will enjoy some morning tea as well. So there's some fruit coming your way. Feel free to enjoy. So generosity is giving, which helps us shift focus from ourselves and our own needs to the needs of others and the kingdom. It can be deeply satisfying and can even make us cheerful. God is generous. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus was infinitely rich when he lived in heaven, rich beyond our dreams. Why in the world would he give all that up? Well, I believe the answer was for him to get his real treasure. He emptied himself of all of his glory to come to earth and live as a human like one of us. Jesus gave up his treasure in heaven to seek and save his real treasure, you and me. We are that precious to him. Jesus went to the cross because he treasured us. So there's a book in the Bible called the book of Malachi. And before I, read, before I did any preparation for this message, I didn't realize that a lot of the book of Malachi is all about giving. Uh, God challenges his people to bring their full tithe into the storehouse, not just their leftovers. He says that his people were robbing him and he invites them to put him to the test. In Malachi 3, we read this. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. You see there, it's put me to the test. Very seldom does God invite us to test him. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord. So, the other thing I learned preparing for this sermon is the link between generosity and righteousness. So, Generosity is a lifestyle. Uh, the concept of living by siddiqah, which is a Hebrew word, continues to this day in Judaism. It is a way of living 
uh, that would have been familiar to the culture at Jesus' time. The Hebrew word tzedekah is translated in the Bible as generosity. It is derived from the word tzedek, which is translated as righteousness. So you can see they look very similar, and at the bottom is the Hebrew script. Tzedekah literally means righteousness revealed. So the word that is translated as generosity means righteousness revealed. So in the Bible, there are thousands and thousands of verses that link the concept of righteousness with generosity. Tzedekah is the responsibility to give aid and assistance and money to the poor and needy to a worthwhile cause, particularly those with no means of repaying. Siddiqah means being a good steward of and planning to give a portion of one's personal substance for the common good. Although it is related to charity, Siddiqah has a much broader definition than just charity. Charity suggests benevolence and generosity as an act of, of powerful and wealthy for the benefit of the poor and needy. Siddiqah is derived from the Hebrew language and means righteousness, fairness, and justice. So in Judaism, giving to the poor is not viewed as a generous act. It is simply an act of justice. The performance of a duty giving to the poor their due, it is the right thing to do. So generosity acts from a place of God's provision and faithfulness rather than from a lack or poverty. Generosity especially to the poor, is a practical expression of being right with God ourselves. Cheerful giving is spontaneous, and it is non-reluctant, and it is performed by someone who is satisfied. So, generosity isn't just about money. Jesus also speaks about being generous with mercy, with our judgment, with grace and forgiveness, as well as our resources. So, so here's Siddiqah, living in right relationships with God or with others, demonstrated by fairness, charity, and trust. So like I said, this is the word that is typically translated in the Bible as generosity. So when my heart is right with God, everyone is my neighbor. Jesus told a story about how to treat our neighbors and it includes an amazing example of generosity. So, how's everyone placed? You're good? We've got a video. Generosity. Practical ways to begin. So, first of all, the first step towards generosity is seeking first the kingdom of God. When we first give ourselves fully to the gospel, the natural result will be generosity. And when we do it that way as well, we will be generous for the right reasons and with the right heart. The kingdom of Jesus is a kingdom of righteousness and grace. What does his kingdom look like in your life with your time, your talents, and your treasure? What do you think the opposite of generosity would be? Greed is the opposite of generosity. 
In Luke 12, verse 15, Jesus says, watch out for greed. We often don't see ourselves as being greedy. Greed is a very common blind spot for most of us. Jesus warns against greed more than any other sin. Greed is a heart issue. And another thing that Jesus said is, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And likewise, where your heart is, uh, is where your treasure will flow most effortlessly. So we, it's easy to spend or to invest on the things that is our true treasure. So where do we get our identity and self-worth from is worth looking into. We mustn't let God's gifts to us become more important than the giver. When Jesus and his kingdom becomes our treasure and the other things just become things, they no longer have that power over us. They are no longer our identity or our source of self-worth. That is what true freedom looks like. So, step one, seek first the kingdom of God. Step two, prepare to be generous. Generosity is a lifestyle. Set aside your first fruits for God, your tithe. God intends that generosity should overflow from our life continually. Generosity is both intentional, so you plan, and spontaneous, so it just comes up from time to time. 2 Corinthians 9 says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I think there's another page, Nick. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat it. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. So God blesses us with seed and with fruit in our lives. And today we've already enjoyed some fruit and that's why we've chosen the bulbs um, as something to give. It is a, a seed, something that will produce um, a harvest. You don't eat your seed. I remember getting in big trouble once <laughs> My dad's always here when I tell stories about him. But um, I uh, was cooking dinner one day and I got carried away. I went out to the garage and I found yams. And I thought, oh, yams. So, yeah, we had a great feed of yams. They looked good. And not so long, well, it was actually during the meal, Dad was enjoying the yams and he said, these are really good yams. Where did you find them? And I said, oh, they're in the garage in the, in the, out the back there. And he said, those were my seeds. So yeah, we had no yams that year. Um, so I learned that the hard way. You don't eat your seed. But in the same way, God will bless us with things. And some, sometimes it's fruit and sometimes it is seed. Um, and you don't eat your seed. But we are 
allowed to enjoy fruit without feeling guilty. Um, Shane Willard is someone that um, a lot of people enjoy listening to, and he came up with this uh, prayer. He calls it the prayer of the generous person. And it goes like this. Give me seed for sowing. Give me the discernment to know what is seed and what is fruit. Give me the courage to sow my seed and the grace to eat my fruit without feeling guilty. So in our lives, we will get things and there will be times that those things that we get are to be shared and there will be times that those things are to be enjoyed. And I guess it's discernment that helps us to understand which is which. So, seek first the kingdom of God. Prepare to be generous. Number three, let your motivation be justice, gratitude, and doing the right thing. So we talked before about the Jewish concept of tzedakah, of generosity. Be cheerful in your generosity. God isn't interested in reluctant, compulsive, or guilty giving. God wants our giving to be cheerful. And our, when, when we get giving right, it is a gift to be able to give and to be generous. Um, there's a concept of a, of a line. And at one end of the line is selfishness, and at the other end of the line is generosity. And, and in this line, you're never still. You're always moving either towards generosity or towards selfishness. And I want to sort of get you to think about today, where are you on that line between selfishness and generosity, and which way are you moving? Are you moving towards generosity, or are you moving towards selfishness? Uh, The kingdom that Jesus preached and lived was all about a glorious, uproarious, and absurd generosity. The next point, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Giving in private to those in need, remembering the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, both locally, more regionally, and abroad. Um, I've got a picture here of someone not letting their left hand know what their right is doing. So there's the, the selfie, generosity. Okay, next point. Practical ways towards generosity. Look for opportunities. Um, That's what we tried to get you to start thinking about during the discussion this morning. What what do opportunities to be generous look like? Um, Things like child sponsorship, things like the food bank, helping hands. We look out for the thirsty, the hungry, the lonely, the stranger. Those who need clothes, those who are sick, those who are in prison. Even if it is just a glass of cold water. Matthew ten forty two says, if you have given even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. And the next one, practical ways to work towards generosity, accept generosity from others when it comes your way. There's a nice saying here I've found. It says, give without remembering 
and receive without forgetting. So, in summary, the three T's, can you remember what they were? Time, talent, treasure. Very good. God is generous, for God has so loved the world that he, that he gave. Yeah. Generosity is righteousness revealed. Beware of greed. Prepare yourself to be generous and give cheerfully. <laughs>